y'all know what it is. Y'all ready? Turn it up. One, two, Unscripted, unshackled, uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel and Holly, uncensored from Hot 1015. I am triggered. Oh. I am triggered, Holly O'Connor. Uh, what what, what has triggered, triggered you about what? Ryan McGibbony. We are back finally after a month hiatus. Extended leave of absence. Uh, I'm triggered because we haven't. Huh? See, what had happened was. So let me just sort of lead you into why we haven't done the podcast in a few weeks. Okay. Well, first off, let me start with an email that we got from one Miguel and Holly family member. Uh, Bailey. Bailey Fullman said, Dear Miguel and Holly, I am a Tampa Bay native, which you don't see a lot of those. And I love you guys. Your podcast gives me life. I work in digital marketing all day, so I'm at my computer with my headphones in. I love podcasts, and yours is my favorite. Nice. I've literally listened to every podcast. If you think I'm joking, you're sadly mistaken, LOL. Oh. The last podcast is from the second week in January, so my question is, is the podcast done? I can really relate to your podcast and feel like I know you all. If the podcast is done, I'll be sad, but still love y'all and listen to you every morning on my way to work. Thank you. Bailey, a proud Miguel and Holly family member. So here's what happened, Bailey. Last fall, some things shifted around behind the scenes, and Holly now is here late in the day. You're in the studio with Radio Magic <laughs> from 10 a.m. till 3 p.m. Technically nine. Nine, uh, doing middays. Correct. And then producer Ryan is now the executive director or executive producer of Miguel and Holly. And he's also the promotion and marketing manager for Hot 101.5 and 97X, our sister station, which means producer Ryan is now full time. All I do is win, win, win. No matter what, got money on my mind. You're rich. So, yeah, I'm trying to. You got so much money, you're rich. Can I trade it for sleep? <laughs> no, that's the handoff, Ryan. You trade in sleep for everything else. No, it's okay. But I've been working, we've been working on how to figure out the balance and plan because we switched it up a little bit. And so now Megan and I are doing both stations. Oh. When it was usually structured, one person does one, one person does all the things for the other. Yeah. But now, um, since Evander's moved up to digital, they made this happen for me because I got a video job in uh, another place far, far away hmm. in Ebor. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I was kind of like half bluffing, but not. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, I got another job offer and I can't pass it up. Yeah. 
because it's full time. Yeah, it was full time. It was so, paying you a good all that living stuff, wage. Yeah, and then um, you're going like, to be rich. Let's see what we could do, and then this happened. So, so now you're, you're so now we're uh, you, what? So now you're working two jobs. You're working two full time jobs. You're um, doing yeah, yeah. So we're that's the that's where the whole structure thing comes in. How we're going to balance it out. So we've been Megan's been doing a really good job. And then uh, I have like half the time to sort of do other responsibilities, but also like pay attention all day because the work day is really till 530. And that's mm -hmm. when people are like emailing and stuff. So like mm -hmm. kind of still have to pay attention to it. Even after I leave, I try to leave by like 230 ish. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just like a full day of paying attention now. Yeah. Because then I go home and I find stuff to maybe send you guys for the next day show in the morning so it's like around the clock kind of thing but i'm learning how to manage everything mm -hmm. so first off before we get into the real deal congratulations yeah making full time at a radio station is sometimes next impossible it's it's an act of god to make that happen and you worked your ass off and congratulations on making that happen you proved your worth you proved that you're valuable to be able to make a special position for you um, secondly, this is one of those times I feel like, cause I've watched you now, what's well, been happening for three weeks and it's difficult. And I feel like when you make that transition from a job that you're used to and that you're comfortable with to one that's more pressure, more stress, because now before, like the only pressure you had at this job was like us. Like if something, you know, fell between the cracks, it was just like Holly or I being like, what the fuck? But now there's like salespeople and there's our bosses, our, our bosses, you know, people that are on top of you making sure that you get it done. So there's more pressure at the job. So uh, that it's it's exciting because it's different and it's more challenging and it keeps you going. But you do have to find that balance of how can I juggle? Because you have a lot of work on your on your plate every day. And Holly and I like are so sympathetic because Lord knows we have been there before. Gosh. We were in Panama City. Holly did middays, but she was there all day. Yeah, I was like mm -hmm. the promotions person, basically, for that radio station. I mean, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there was one time where I was doing the morning show and also afternoons for yeah. like two months yeah. while they were trying to find an afternoon person. I was and you like, had like APD duties at some point. I mean, it was like a lot of stuff. So I I, I understand <clears throat> the the burden, yes. whereas I feel bad because at like 1130, I'm like, bye, Ryan, see you later, girl. <laughs> I'm going to give me a massage, honey. But I got 10 years on you and I've been we've been there before. So we understand. So you just got to be patient and work with the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you feel? Uh, it's, I'm super tired at the end of the day and stuff, but mm -hmm. I'll get used to it. I have a thought. Don't send me stuff anymore unless it like is a big thing. Like don't search and just to come up with something like at the end of the day for, you know, um, local stuff, unless you see something that already comes across your plate that you think I might've missed. Just do that. Like don't search for stuff anymore because with the, with the, um, capabilities that I have in the morning and with the email that Miguel sends me, I don't really, mm -hmm. you, you can, it's got it. You can drop much. that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of this stuff. Can, I do a lot of research up. too. Miguel's <laughs> Miguel always on it. I do. Um, I always mention something that we're not even talking about for the show. 
And he's like, oh, I saw that. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it. So, I'm like, bitch, yeah. why aren't you the producer? <laughs> yeah. So don't worry about that email anymore. Like I said, unless, though, you see something, like you were on it with this new social media site, Vero. Mm-hmm. So, Vero, whatever. Yeah. So, like, unless you see something like that, that you're like, this feels big, and you might not know about it, shoot me an email then, which would just sort of be like a, you know, you'd probably do that anyway. Don't stress yourself out and be like, I got to find something for this email. Yeah, because I think I've been thinking that I think I want to sort of restructure what you contribute to the show daily to sort of help you out more with your new duties. And that will sort of, it'll it'll be helpful for all of us. Um, so we'll talk about that after the show. Okay. We'll have a private meeting in my office. Closed door. Uh, but what I am curious about so, have you gotten your first, like, full-time paycheck? Uh, Yeah. Second one will be Friday. And this will be the one with the tax changes in it. What is... Sure. Oh, it's going to be different. It'll be it'll be a little... Di- it'll be different? It'll be more. Uh, well, because I have health insurance and 401k taken out now. Oh, you got 401... You're a dumb, you're a dumb as fuck! <laughs> Are you okay? So here's my question. You, I don't know. Adult, so it's a little bit, a little bit less than the first one. Yeah, but not much. Just then it might balance back out. It might balance out. Yeah, I already got like the email that says this is ready for this Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Did you look at it? Yeah. How much it is? Yeah. Was it more or less less. than the first one? It's less. Well, because I have that stuff. Oh right, right, right. I I meant to do like look at it and see what exactly it was, but mm-hmm. yeah, not yet. I'll well, that's later. exciting. So, but from your part-time paychecks, have you like was it exciting to like see that first paycheck? Mm-hmm. Were you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it is. But I like before I was doing a lot of photography stuff, so it just kind of I got it from somewhere else. So basically, Ryan's like, bitch. I'm but very rich. I, I like the <laughs> benefits. I was going to say, that's what really helps, too. Is consistency like, is yes. good. And mm-hmm. I could still do photos on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I've been reserving that for usually weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, yesterday I went out and did Mr. Silver Fox. Mm. He has his painting business and mm-hmm. needs before and after photos of some stuff. So I did that after work yesterday. If you need painting services, let me know and I can have my boyfriend hook you up. We'll get you a friends and family discount. Will you? No. No. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, he's not going to agree to that. Hey, but you know what? I'll show up and say hi. I will do that. No, I'll I'll say hi. I will. In person? But I will. Painting services, meet Miguel Fuller. <laughs> I'll, I'll offer <laughs> You'll that. do a remote. <laughs> We could do podcast remotes. There you go. Oh, we should. We should do like a little podcast, like snippet. Yeah. Here's Miguel out at the next podcast. I feel like that's what Ian Beckles does over on the boat. It's true. I I feel like he basically does podcast remotes. Hey, you know what? If you're a business and you want us to do your uh, our podcast live from your location, and you want to pay us and provide free food, let's do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Not one single person wants to. By the way, I'm gonna swear. Just, just know that that's gonna I mean, happen. It's I'm, uncensored. I'm just down for the free food, actually. <coughs> no, so. I want some money. I need bills paid. <laughs> I want a new car by the mm. end of the year. Uh, by the way, I was talking with my CrossFit partner Tammy. It's so fascinating to like have a friend, like a close friend that's she's in her early fifties, mid fifties, something like that. 
Um, and she's super strong. We work out together every day. And we have like these really fascinating talks about life because obviously she's lived a lot of it because she's in her 50s and I'm 32. Um, and so one of the things that she was telling me is that um, a few years ago, she decided to quit cursing. And she's not like a religious person by any means. She just felt like. You're like, God, she's not religious. I know. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Okay. Well, well, I'm not saying like that's why she doesn't cuss, not yeah, because yeah. of religion. Yeah. She just felt like it was a lot of negative energy and it just made, she felt like it made her look gross. Like she just felt like saying those words, it really wasn't constructive and it didn't do anything. And I was like, well, you don't think that adding a good like shit like really punctuates it. Yeah. And she goes, I mean, sometimes every now and then it does, but just overall, just casually tossing it out. And she said, I didn't want it to be where I say it all the time to where it takes the punctuation from it. Yeah. So if you don't, you, and, and it's true because I don't hear a curse a lot in the gym. I When we work out, I'm always screaming sh- stuff all the time. But when she says it, you're like, oh damn, Tammy's serious right now, girl. <laughs> and then it made me wonder, like, should I stop cursing? Like, does it make like is that like negative energy when you say those bad words? Nope. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, meanwhile, oh, curse queen over here, Holly. Listen, I, I feel some type of way about the fact that she thinks it makes her feel gross. Now I feel gross and judged. <laughs> no, but she doesn't so. judge you for it. I mean, this is a 50 a, a something year old lesbian who's lived life of persecution and had to hide. So if there's, she's not going to judge. She just says for her, because I asked her, I said, well, do you get offended when I cuss? She said, oh, absolutely not. No, not at all. She goes, that's just about me and like how I feel. Yeah. Well, I might get there one day. <laughs> Not, not fucking today. Uh. <laughs> okay? No. Not today. Let that be. I've okay. ruled. Got it. We got it. I don't know. I mean, I guess that that's that's a valid point. No, I don't there are I mean, there are obviously certain swear words that I stay away from. Right. You know? Like which ones? The C word. What is that? I'm not saying it. Say what? What's what, you what? know There's what the C, C word is. It's in the English Cooties? See you next Tuesday is what oh, it is. I don't wow. say that what, word. What, what are we doing no, next we're Tuesday? We're done. We're done. <laughs> I don't say that word. And I, don't, I really try to stay away from GD because mm. I don't particularly like that. Right. Um, Genereal disease? What? <laughs> it's not even a word. Um, Grenade detonator? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Grenade detonator. <laughs> but I have my cavalcade of, you know, the ones that I do use on a very regular basis. And you use them a lot. Yeah, I do. Holly loves her some cuss words. I, d- I don't know why. I just do. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I don't know. There's no... Ex- I could probably look back if I want to psycho- psychoanalyze myself and figure out why, mm-hmm. but I, I don't feel like doing that right now. That's fine. Uh, so I wanted to sort of catch uh, you in the uh, Miguel and Holly Uncensored family up with what's going on in our lives since it's been about a month and a half um, and there's been a lot of change going on and so clearly Ryan is now full time and so are you going to be here the whole podcast? Are you going to pop out or what are you going to do? Um, No, we're good. You're good? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to catch everybody up with, with where they are in life right now. Holly, what what's going on with you? Um, You seem tired. I'm so tired. What's going on? I don't know what's going on as far as my tiredness. I mean, I 
I know obviously the the fix is go to bed earlier. Right. Um, and it's not like I'm just trying to do like shenanigans, like <clears throat> go see concerts and or like just staying up late reading or You're whatever. Not in a sling somewhere <laughs> with your boyfriend, Mr. Dimples, I mean, and y'all stand up till midnight. Hello. Sometimes. But that's on the weekends. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Same. Uh- <laughs> Same. Ain't nobody got time during the week. But I just feel like uh, there's just a lot that is coming down right now, and maybe it'll like ease up may- in a couple of weeks. But like work has gotten busier a little bit. Um, I suddenly have to register my daughter for kindergarten, which was a lot of paperwork and a lot of figuring out how to do that. There's no like. I- there is a guide, but then like to get to the guide, you have to find the guide. Like it's just right. tough. And then my mom is still in assisted living and she's getting better, which means she's arguing with me more and mm-hmm. trying to, you know, be the alpha. And so I'm pushing back and I'm like, this is stressing me out a lot. Right. Um, and I'm also in the process of trying to figure out if she needs a new assisted living or if we can keep her where she is. Cause we found out from a, uh, the woman who did the brain surgery on her that she may need to be in assisted living for about another six months, which my mom was very upset about, but I was sort of relieved because I don't know Honestly, if I can handle her being home right now, yeah, because that's a lot of work. That's a lot of extra work because she's not able to handle her pills on her own. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I know she can make simple foods and stuff, but like when we go grocery shopping, like, like she came grocery shopping with us on Sunday and we forgot half of the uh, stuff we needed because like she's just pushing my daughter in the cart and there she's like way ahead and I'm like where's my mom what are you doing get back here wait for us and like usually we like walk down all the aisles methodically Mm -hmm. do you need this this week do you need this this week can't do that when my mom's there because she's like all over the place so it's like I was getting stressed out because we were thinking maybe she'd be home end of March Um, and that's what she wants but she doesn't even realize some of the ways in which she's deficient Mm. um so it would be a lot of work. And then, like, let's just say she's not deficient at all, and she's, like, A-plus back to her old self for the most part. Things are going to have to change uh, because she ran the house. Right. And that was sort of a pressure on me for the last four years. And in the past uh, three months that she hasn't been there, I have felt this freedom that I've never felt in the past four years, mm. where it's like I'm finally running my own house, and there's nobody second-guessing me every step of the way. Not even second-guessing, but offering... Tips and suggestions. And and doing things and just part of the household. If you have another person living there, that's another person in your household. Holly, do you really want to fold the towels like that? Right. Should you really put in the dishes and dishwasher like that? This bitch. I mean, I love my mother, but like this bitch, (laughs) we go to the neurosurgeon on on Monday. And even today, like, you know, she's not quite all the way with it. She forgets things a lot or, Mm -hmm. but she's better in a lot of ways where sometimes her speech, if she's very calm, can get through. And I can do a pretty good job now of understanding what she's meaning. Right. So I got all the paperwork, which was extensive, obviously. You know, you go to a new doctor, and we were, like, set up for this woman as a new doctor. So I'm filling out all the paperwork, and they wanted to know what medications she's on, which is its own large list. So I go up to the desk, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think that I have the list, the full list with me. Did her um, ALF, her assisted living facility, fax it over? And she's like, yeah, here it is. I'm like, oh, so you have it. Do you also need me to write it? And she's like... If you wouldn't mind. I was like, what? Okay. So I take it back to the seat uh, and I start copying and my mom goes, you know, do this. And I was like, no, I have to. And she goes, why don't you do this? And I go, mom, this, she told me I had to do that. And she goes, well, why don't you just, I go, I will handle this. And she goes, mm. 
<laughs> like, wh- what in the actual fuck? Well, I'm, now I'm sorry. Now I'm getting mad about this it. House. What in the fuck? You, <laughs> Go let it out. Do Holly. you want to have a motherfucking pet and do this your goddamn self? Oh, I said GD. That's how mad I am. You said detonator. I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm so sorry. But damn, woman, I have been filling out all your motherfucking paperwork since November 15th, and now you're gonna come at me like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> Sit your ass down and let me handle it because I'm a grown ass adult. Where's the air horn? <laughs> <clears throat> so that's what I deal with sometimes. Just, it's just my own thing, you know. There's only so many times that you can feel like you're being questioned. Like, I got it! Maybe it's not the way you would do it, but let me fucking do it. Wow. So anyway, we deal with that sometimes. No, <laughs> listen, I get it. I so... I, and it's just, a, it's it's all the things. It's like, she's not quite well yet, but I'm the one that's got to tell her, no, you're not ready to come home. And she's questioning me like, like that is the example. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Then she's emotional and also crying about it. And I'm like, it's not only me. I want you home. But then at the same time, I'm like... Like I do, but right. I also am like, oh, we got a lot going on. So but then much. the surgeon herself was like, you know, Margaret, conservative progress here. You know, I would say six months. And I was like, thank you. Mm. Because, and she's like, Holly's my advocate. She's like, I know you're probably giving her a hard time, aren't you? And my mom's like, no. And I'm like, yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. Mm-hmm. That's right. I know that's right, doctor. Mm-hmm. So it's like just this constant struggle, and I I had a panic attack about some this whole thing on Sunday, and then I felt better because you know Mr. Dimples is really good at kind of seeing a big picture when I'm lost in the in the minutia and mm-hmm. vice versa. So it's that's where my life is right now. Now, how has Mr. Dimples been with everything? So great. And what's the status on your relationship? Well, he's moving in this month. Oh. What? I didn't say. I didn't say he was proposing this. Oh, month. sorry. Just... He's gonna. His lease is up at the end of this month, and uh, he's gonna be moving in because he basically lives there as it is. So y'all are combining households. Yeah. And he's going to become part of your family. Yeah, I would say he already is. I mean, he takes my daughter to school daily. He has for the past three months. They've gotten this nice little routine. And my biggest fear was, you know, um, is this too much? Right. Is this too much for to ask of any person? Mm-hmm. And for probably a large amount of people, the majority, it would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. You are now re- rearranging your entire day for someone else's child. Right. It would probably be too much for a lot of people, but he just loves being a father so much, and I absolutely believe him when he says he enjoys it. Um, so I'm just lucky. Very, very blessed. What so. does it mean to you that... I mean, when you look at where you were a year ago and you look at now, what does it mean to you to have all of his help and to sort of see where your life is now? You're trying to make me cry, aren't you? No. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> Listen, it's our first podcast back, so it's I got to get through all the emotion, pull okay? All of it out. Exactly. I um I didn't know that it was possible for that type of relationship to really exist. What do you mean? Uh, for there to be like an equal partnership and um, to be able to really lean on someone and not feel like 
afraid or afraid of what that that the other person wouldn't do it you know what I mean so like I used to do everything and maybe obviously that's partly me but I never felt comfortable enough to lean on you know in prior relationships so I feel comfortable enough to lean on and it's like incredible I mean it's so it's so bananas that we did a podcast uh I want to say like the first week of April of 2017 and mm-hmm. uh I we went around the room we were sitting right in this studio and we were talking about what we're looking for in an in an ideal partner and Miguel I think you had recently broken up with yeah. uh mm-hmm. your ex and I had been you know single and then I had had like a like a dating situation that just went down the toilet like a month or two prior or something just I had you know been on a couple dates with someone and it was shitty and then so we were just sitting here as like single people had been single and and um we talked about what we were looking for and I listed off at the time exactly what I wanted I mean I was just totally and I knew what I wanted I was honest about it but the tone in my voice was that of I know I'm never going to find this mm. but here's what would be nice as a matter of fact Ryan even said I know what you need. You need a unicorn. That's how unobtainable it seemed. Mm. Like I listed all these things that I wanted. I want this. And I know this seems a little unrealistic, but I still want it. And I, you could hear it in my voice because I've gone back and listened to it. Like it just sounds like I was resigned that this is what I want, but it's never going to happen. And I knew I didn't want to settle for something other than that. So I had just sort of resigned myself to be single for a long, long time. Yeah. It was literally a week or two after that that I met Mr. Dimples. Mm. And that bitch is every single thing that I had said in that podcast. Mm. It's it's crazy. It's like I put it out into the universe and then it happened. It's incredible. We just compliment each other so well. I love that. That's so that's such a beautiful story of how you got to put stuff out into the universe. And I don't remember if it was that podcast where or maybe I think it was just us chatting and you were like I just think I'll be alone forever. I don't think that there'll be anybody. And I was like, bitch, shut <laughs> up. What the fuck are you talking about? You're telling me that out of a a, a world of billions of people, a country yeah. of 300 plus million people, a city of two and a half million people, there's not one person? Well, when you're living in that space, you feel like that. Right. When you're living, I mean, you you know well yourself, Miguel, that you had resigned the fact that you were going to be single. 31 years of my life. Yes. Yes. I mean, when you're living in that space, it seems unrealistic mm-hmm. because you think there is just what, I'm weird as hell. How How is this even going to happen? And you got to stop questioning the process. That's what a lot of people have told me, by the way, as far as my mom's situation is trust the process, which is hard. Trust the, pro- Trust the I don't, process. I don't even know what that means all the time. I do sometimes. But it's like with her recovery. Trust the process. Mm. With uh, finding someone that is a life partner and a, a twin flame. Right. Trust the process. Right. Well, it's real hard to trust the process when you're sort of a controlling person um, who likes to be in charge of their own destiny. Right. It's real difficult to trust the process. Yes, it is. But if you do, it can be really beautiful. That's so amazing. I love it. All this love. I just, hold on. And I hope, I mean, I know he does feel that same way, but I really hope that I make it clear that, like, this is how he feels. I try my best. I mean, we did this love languages test together and Mm -hmm. everything. 
because I want to do everything I can to make sure that I am doing my part to make this relationship work too. So what's going on with you? Do you think? Oh, hold! On. I'm not done with you, girl. <laughs> you think? You think? You think Mama O's over here is done, girl? I got more questions. Uh, so, what is life gonna look like once he moves in? I honestly think a lot of it will be the same um, because he, he he's never at his apartment mm. ever. I mean. He basically lives there now. I think the biggest difference is going to be we got to figure out, you know, some places for all of his extra things because mm-hmm. his apartment right now, all his stuff is sitting there. Right. So we got to sell the furniture, which we're working on. We have to get all of that moved. Um, so we have to rearrange the house a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I feel like it just looks like something that I've never quite had before. Two people working together towards common goals as far as like family and the house and um, individual needs, working towards those as a couple. Can I make an observation? Yes. As a person who has known you for 10 years, okay. I believe if my Facebook is correct as of uh, two days ago, I've known you for 10 years now. <gasps> Was it the thing mm-hmm. back in- okay. When we met in Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, that's what we met 10 years ago. Okay. And we've been working together for 10 years because we worked together a few like, months yeah, after that. It's been a decade. A decade. A decade. I have a decade of perspective on you. That's crazy, by the way. It is. I haven't like an out-of-body experience. <laughs> we've been doing the same damn bullshit. <laughs> I've been being like, is your man cheating? Find out in five minutes. For uh, like <laughs> 10 years now. I did the speech yesterday and they asked me, they said, um, oh, somebody was like, so what's like, or the, something about... Do the trending topics change over time since you've been in radio? I said, no. It's the same damn shit. It's just repackaged differently. And I talked about, I remember that topic we did about cushioning, about how if you're in a relationship, but you have someone in the wings and you're waiting. I was like, we were talking about that seven years ago, but it had a different name. It did. And in another five years, we'll be like, well, there's this new thing (laughs) where if you're in a relationship, there's someone in the wings. It's brand new. Yeah. It's brand new. Y'all gonna, it's gonna blow your mind. But here's the crazy part about it is that we don't even realize it until halfway through in the conversation. I'm like, wait, haven't we, haven't I said this before? We've been talking, we've talked about this before. This is what I love about us though. We will go into something with the greatest fervor though. <laughs> like we've never spoken about it before. And we're like, what? Really? Yeah, this like, is crazy. Makes it bad for your actual life when you repeat stories 50 times to people. And then they're like, I heard that. Got it. See. Heard it. Oh. But as a person who's seen you over 10 years, I remember when your ex-husband moved in to our apartment because we lived together. Right. And I remember feeling that he was about to move in. I remember being in the shower one day and being like, I should probably tell Holly that it's okay for her boyfriend to have a key to the house. And then literally a day later, you were like, so I think... He might be, might be moving in. Is that okay with you? And I was like, yeah. But I remember the apprehension mm-hmm. in it. And if I remember correctly, it was only supposed to be a temporary thing. <laughs> when your ex-husband moved in, it was, well, his lease is up with his brother. 
and he doesn't have anywhere to go, so he's just gonna move in for a little bit. And I was like, bitch. Yeah, no, it's you were never like, a little bit. No, no, it never is. He ain't going nowhere. And I told him too, I'm like, listen, we can do this for maybe like two, three months tops, and then you got to go. Yeah. No. I was like, then we then it's not time, not ready. I'm not, and I remember when he came in with suitcases that day, I was like, <sighs> Oh God! Okay, this is happening. There's a boy moving in. Oh my God! And and right now, I cannot wait for this bitch to like finalize all his apartment shit. Like, get in my house. And that's the difference that I feel is that back then you were sort of like, where the fuck is this going to lead me? Mm. Whereas now, from what I feel from you, is that basically it's already happened. We just need to move in a few more things. Yeah. And so. That makes me very happy and excited for you because I can feel the peace that is uh, in your soul right now as you talk about him. Mm, Well, that's good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, I've had people, and these are listeners, I might add, one in particular, but I've heard it from several listeners um, who message me on Instagram or on Twitter or send little Facebook messages, uh, and they're like, gosh, you look so happy, or Mm. I've never seen you look so genuinely at ease. Uh, Somebody was like, you know, love looks good on you, and I was like, is there really, like, that visible of a difference? Yes. I guess it is, because, and those are listeners. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, some listeners we do feel like are our friends. Some Mm -hmm. of you are listening to this. Um... But it's just crazy to me to think that these people have followed along on the journey and that they can tell oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a, a difference. Well, and especially if you joined us in this journey of life when we moved here to Tampa and you came here as a somewhat broken person and yes. then you broke. Yes, I did. You broke. I broke right here in Tampa Bay on the air, mm-hmm. went through the brokenness, especially on the podcast. It was, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> It'd be Woo. interesting to go back and listen to the podcast where you announced your divorce. Yeah. That was a tough. That was a rough one. Were you here for that, Ryan? No, because no, that, that was, was Jared. Jared, I think. Yeah, that was Jared, our old producer. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm very happy for you, Holly. Thank you. I am couldn't be more ecstatic. That makes me excited. Um, we just, today is the first day in our new place. <gasps> you moved already? How the fuck do you... <laughs> Surprise! Fuck you and the. How dare you try to evade Mama O over here? Like what? And actually, I was about to ask you when is that happening. So you and Taryn are moving into your own place. Yeah, we have a place here near the station, like a little townhouse. How the fuck do you not say that that you're moving today? I'm gonna punch you in your dick. She's moving today. Now, okay, so so what's going on? Uh, We got a place, and her movers are today. Mine, I don't have time to do it this week because we're going to Okeechobee Fest this weekend for the stations, mm-hmm. and I don't really. Like, it's just a lot. Yeah, I'll do it next week. Okay, so I have to rent a U-Haul. I'm not going to pay somebody to move it. I don't have like too many heavy things, so. No, you have plenty of young friends to help you move <laughs> the stuff. Um, so is it just you two in this apartment? <laughs> Is it a one-bedroom or a two-bedroom? Two-bedroom. Two-bedroom. Now, what made you all come to this point? Because you both live with roommates, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Or was it, was, it just a natural well, progression? Well, it's both of our leases are ending in the same time. so mm-hmm. That's helpful. So, we started looking a couple months ago and couldn't really find anything worth it. It's like it's either too expensive mm-hmm. or... 
sorry, still expensive and um, a piece of crap. Mm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we finally found a good spot and locked it in. And uh, I don't know. It's just time. It's now, ready. We're ready. You're ready. So now you two have been together for what, two years now? This summer. This summer will be two years. So what does the future look like for you two? I don't know. I mean, just you're hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> hanging out. Hanging out. Chilling. That's okay. Well, she's young still. Yeah, she's 25. Got, okay, so no decisions need to be made anytime soon. No, we're all just trying to figure out where we're going to end up. Uh, I don't know. She's, I don't, she wants to move away eventually. So, mm-hmm. um, we're trying to just do this for this year and see what happens or like, where am I going? Where is she going? What can we do when we make that decision? Mm-hmm. How can we facilitate that? So like after that would be like any sort of major decisions. Gotcha. Right. Well, what's exciting is that you're making these decisions together. And when you have the other person in mind and you're thinking about that, that makes it really exciting because now you have someone that you have teamed up with and you are sort of looking at the future together to figure out Mm -hmm. like what's next, where is life going to take you to? And you're both so talented. I can see you two doing your own business together, whether it's here or in 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 a bigger city which is really exciting and you make a lot of money and I hope you give me some. Oh gosh. Okay. Mm. Probably not. <laughs> Listen, Why would he give you any money? I try in my life. I feel like I've been planting little eggs in people's so baskets. Just everybody gives you money or good. No, no. I'm just waiting for one person oh, one. to just get like real rich and to be like, <laughs> Miguel, you've been go. so supportive my entire life. I'm going to pay off your student loans. Oh dear. I'm just That's really why Miguel's so nice to everybody. <laughs> yeah. He wants damn money though. Listen. <clears throat> I'm waiting for the day. It's a motive. I I'm waiting for the day that a lawyer calls me and they're like, "So, well, there's someone So Miguel hopes somebody dies." No, no, no. No, I never said that. Someone has been following your journey for there for a long time and they just wanted to bless you with a little gift of an inheritance. <laughs> Shit doesn't it's happen. Like, it's like a movie, my <laughs> But you know Listen, what? Some you, African hey, prince. That's what I you know thought what? about my relationship. <laughs> and then I met Mr. Dimble. If, so you know what? You put that out there in the universe. If you post enough stuff on Craigslist, you get all kinds of inheritances through email. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm just saying, I'm just waiting for it to happen one day. That one day I'll get that phone call. They'll be like, we need you to come to our office, to the law offices of blah, blah, blah. And blah. And then they'll pen blah, and they'll be like, someone left you $500,000. Oh, God. <laughs> I just got a tingle oh! in my junk thinking you about get that. 66% of it. Oh, I'll take whatever. That's good. It'll happen for you. You put it out exactly like I did. I'm putting it out into the universe right yeah, okay. now. Okay, that's fine. Uh, well, that's cool. Well, so here's where I am right now with everything. So, um, after a wonderful Christmas trip to um, Buffalo, New York with my boyfriend, Mr. Silver Fox, um, we've had a really good fall. He had this big trip coming up um, to Las Vegas, and it was a little rough, and I knew some stuff was going to happen with this trip. So I don't know if I've told like the dynamic of our relationship, so... My boyfriend, Mr. Silver Fox, who I was friends with before we got together, 
he lives with his business partner, and they've had this painting business for years. Yeah. They actually moved from Buffalo, New York, here to Florida to expand their business because they thought, well, who wants to live in Buffalo, New York during the wintertime? Snowy. It's freaking cold, yeah. and you really can't paint a whole lot when it's that cold there. So they moved down here, and so they've been expanding their business. And so in in doing that, they um, or he's become really close with uh, her family. Well, fun story. His ex is his business partner's son, and they dated twice early in his twenties. Like once, like right when they were done with high school for like a year or two, and then a couple of years later they reconnected and they dated for like a year and a half or something like that. And so. It it wasn't awkward for me when we got together because I know I've known both of them before we were together. And so even back then, like they never were like when we were just all friends, they were never like, well, sometimes we hook up. It was very clear that like these are exes that are now friends. So it's never awkward. The only awkwardness came when they were going on this Las Vegas trip and like it's their entire family. Okay. And so it also happened to be over Valentine's Day. And this is where him and I, Mr. Silver Fox, and I differ a little bit. Like, he's very much um, like Valentine's Day. Like, it's just a made-up holiday, and it's just a commercial day. Whereas me, I'm like, I love it! I just want to be loved on Valentine's Day! Oh, dear. <clears throat> I'm dramatic and extra. No surprise there. Correct. So it was a little, it stung a little when, uh, you know, he went on this trip, but it had been planned for a year, well before we were together. Uh, airplane tickets had been bought and hotels had been paid for, so it's fine. Um, it was just some things happened with their family that I won't go into because that's not my story to tell, uh, but some things happened that caused a lot of strain on the trip on him, which then caused strain on me, which has made just this entire situation, and I have to be delicate with it because it's not my story to tell, mm -hmm. but from my side of things, it's made it a little sensitive right now, and so we're at this point right now where, just to be quite honest, we're figuring out what the next step is, Right, because with his story that him and his business partner are going through, they were going to buy a house together to sort of get to consolidate bills and then to like flip houses, do the painting. And like that was going to be their business and build it up, build it up, build it up. Right. And so now there's sort of this monkey wrench me that now it's like, what's next? Where do you go from here? Yeah. And what, because I would, you know, isn't it true that your relationship is sort of at that point where it is sort of shit or get off the pot. It is. Where you're like, okay, well, at this point in a relationship, if we were just getting along okay and we had all these other grand plans for our careers that involved not each other, it right. might be time to part ways. But because you don't feel just lukewarm about him and mm -hmm. same with him for you, you're like, okay, well, we all both had these different plans and timelines, but now we love each other and how does that affect the career timeline? Right. And so that's what, what we're trying to figure out how to work through that now because I I care for him so deeply and I've never wanted to sort of see someone succeed so much mm -hmm. because I, I know that he has it in him and I mean he's going to do it 
but I want to see that journey. Like I want to be there and sort of see where he's been struggling and trying to get it off uh, the ground. And I can't wait to see that happen, but we just got to figure out the particulars. And I think for me, what's been the hardest is that I'm having to sort of speak up for myself because in the past I would have just been like, well, you do you like do what's best for you. I'll be here. I'm your cheerleader. But I'm 32 and I know that I got to like speak up and say, well, I am here for you. But at the same time, I am here. Mm hmm. Well, I think it's important because I feel like when you're that hands off and I learned this in the marriage, mm -hmm. when you're that hands off, um, that's where the open space comes. Right. You right. know, it's true. That's where you start to become two separate entities that are just doing their own thing and having a fun time together when they see each other. Right. That's called friendship. Exactly. It's not a relationship. Right. Because I want to be delicate. I don't want to get into history, obviously, too much. Right. And we've, you know, spoken about this off the, the podcast. But it's mm -hmm. like, that is where you start to make the big decisions together. Right. And if you don't make those big decisions together, like if you're totally hands off, you're no longer part of them. Right. Right. It's true. So. And I think and I think that's where we are now. And so we have a lot of like big discussions and, and things to sort of figure out on. But here's the thing that I will say is that. I, in past relationships, I always felt like anything I said or did, they would break up with me. Mm. But in this, I never feel that. That's good. Like, I always feel as if, you know, something will happen and then he'll go, how do you feel about this? Like, are you okay? How are you dealing with this? Mm -hmm. And then he'll listen to what I say. And the most important thing I feel to me is that he never makes me feel less than because of me voicing my opinions. That's so great to have that. And I think that's a true mark of a good relationship because, um, <clears throat> you know, in the course of the last few months, there have been some some rumbles between, you know, Dimples and I. And we're learning we've learned a little bit more about how each other fights Right. Which I never fought in my marriage, pretty much ever. I think mm -hmm. we had like one blow up fight and that was it. <laughs> I was um, there for that one too. Right. But and it's like you should fight because you're fighting for right. somebody that you love. Right. And you're fighting for the relationship. So we're learning about that with each other. And I would always basically, like my go-to would just be like, whatever, then fine. And like shut it down. And I think that shutting down was a form of self-protection, mm -hmm. whereas, like, if you're just going to leave, then I'm going to just try to shut off my caringness for you right. so that it doesn't hurt as much. Well, right. guess what? Then he'd be like, I'm not leaving. We're having a fight. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, okay. really? So it took a couple of fights to have to finally, and I do firmly believe now that if we do have a fight, he's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, re, I'm just learning in the first place how to have a constructive fight and learn from it and then move on. Do you think that's because we both have grown up from broken homes? I've thought about this actually. Because and his I have parents a feeling maybe that's the case. Maybe because, and I haven't thought about it in as much depth. I feel like you just got thunderstruck. Oh my God. What? Holy shit. We both, I, I get it now. It makes sense. We, you and I have been sort of fighting quote unquote 
with our partners on a different plane because both of our partners' parents have been together for a long time. Correct. Like, they have parents that have been married for years. Yeah, because his parents are... Oh God, they're so fucking cute together. Oh my it's God. crazy. I put like God, his parents, like it's it's like hashtag goals. Yes, she, yes. Like they've been married for like I don't know how old they are. Maybe they've been married for like thirty five years or forty years. Like maybe they're not that old, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then she just posted on Facebook a little Snapchat that he's not even on Facebook by the way. The dad <laughs> and she posts, he's like, I just love you so much, and you're my best friend. And I was like, God, that's adorable. I remember when, and I I could so see this with um, Mr. Silver Fox and I. Um, when we were there for Christmas and we took his dog up there to stay with his parents. Yeah. And we were all sitting at the uh, dinner table and his dad had um, Mr. Silver Fox's dog on his chest. Yeah. And the mom turned away. His mom turned away to get something and the dog like ran across the table and he was like, grab that dog, grab that dog. She's going to freak the fuck out. Grab the dog. And I was like, and then me, I looked disgusted that the dog was on the table and I was about to be like, mom, do you see what's happening on the table? Right now. But like I could see like that's us in my dynamic because I don't want the dog on the fucking table. Right. And I would be just like his mom. Yeah. And it was just the whole dynamic of it was just so cute. But he's seen his parents fight and they've gone through some difficult times because they've lost people in their lives that were very important. So they went to the brink and back right. together. And so has Mr. Dimples and his parents. And so they know that if we have a disagreement or if we fight, then we still love each other and we're still going to be there. And that unit was still there. Whereas for you and I, and especially yeah. for me, we're like, I never saw that. My mom had relationships that they would fight that and would then the it. person would be gone. Right. And I remember like, cause obviously when my parents went through the divorce, I was eight or I think it was eight turning nine. And so all I remember was a lot of fighting and then that was it. Like that was the end. Mm. So, and even my mom at the time, when she told me they were getting divorced, and as an eight-year-old, you don't really grasp what that is. At the time, even, because even then, I'm like a people-pleaser empathizer. I was like, I like probably held her hand. I was like, Mom, I just want you to be happy. And I just, if that's what's best, then that's what you need to do. Like, what? Who eight-year-old am I? Like, But I think you might be right. So, like, when it came to, like, a big blow-up fight... We were thinking, well, this is it. This is it. Yeah, we're done. Guess I, oh, yeah. Cause like, you know, when it was like if my mom said something and I'd be like, oh, God, why is she saying this? Like, right. That's the end. Yeah, and this it was. is it. Yeah. And then it's so I guess that's sort of our uh, recipe for what happens after a yeah. massive fight. So you don't want it to happen. So you just want to sort of appease it and go along with it and not speak up right. in the relationship because you're like, well, it's so great. I don't want to rock the boat. Right. And I don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize it. And then when there is a fight, like when we've had like some fights, I was like, well, this is obviously it. And like, <laughs> I, clearly now I'm saying what I actually think, like, right. oh, he's going to leave. Like, there's <clears throat> that's just what happens. Wow. But it didn't. No. By the way. No. <laughs> he got me. He's like, I need you to stop thinking I'm leaving. I'm mm. not fucking going anywhere. I'm like, right. oh. <laughs> and then when he didn't, 
after a couple of, you know, dust ups, mm-hmm. I now, what do we have? We had a, just some little thing that happened the other day and he's like, you don't think I'm leaving, do you? We're just fighting. And I'm like, no, actually I feel pretty comfortable in this fight right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living in this fight. Okay. I'm, I'm living good. in it and I know we're going to get past it. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't make it any easy. It doesn't necessarily make it easier for right. me because I get, I hate confrontation. I get really stressed out by it. I don't like fighting. So I'm having to learn how to do it mm. and not like come apart at the seams every time. Mm-hmm. But um, I, it's, a, it's, it's, it's happening as a process. Mm. I think it'll take a while for you too. Oh, I, I feel like that it's, I feel like that's going to be a lesson that takes a while. And it, it would be helpful just because just knowing what Dimples did, it would be helpful if Silver Fox could reassure you. Right. Even mid-fight. Hey, I'm not going anywhere, by the way, but we're in a fight. Right. And we're going to fight it out. Right. But, hey, 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 I'm not going we're anywhere. We're going to be together. Because Dimples is pretty good about that. He's like, mm-hmm. by the way, you know that I'm not leaving, right? Right. I'm here. He's like, I am I love you. I was pissed right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So, it's like, it's wow. such a weird, not, like, unconditional thing where it's like, I'm going to fight. And it's always me. I'm always fucking up something. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. So I'm gonna go fuck up somehow, and then we're right. gonna fight about it. But then, surprise! It's okay. He's still there. So fast. I think that's one of the 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 misconceptions, and at least for me, because growing up, you know, in a single parent household, I watched a lot of TV growing up, and so all of my notions about what a relationship is and how you should move within one comes from. A TV show. Mm. And that's literally one slice of it. Yeah. One slice of it. They don't have time in 30 or 60 minutes to show you the depth and breadth of a real relationship. No. And and then, too, I think, is that relationships come in all different shapes and sizes. Yes. And that I think as long as you have the base of respect mm-hmm. and you enjoy the person and you are laughing at the same jokes and you get the same things then you're good and you can work through it but sometimes they just look a little different and how they come together yeah i think that's valid i think that's true wow interesting God, i miss doing podcasts because like this would be like just our normal conversation anyway <laughs> y'all don't even realize this ryan left like 15 minutes ago he did, and just... was like i got stuff to do I, I cannot go down this fucking rabbit hole with you two But we would just, like, just so you know, Miguel and I do this on probably, like, at least three times a week. Yes. After the show, you'll be doing your show, and I'll be like, hey, so let me, and then 30 minutes later, we're like, what is the afterlife like? I know. What? We've literally put on a show after the show (laughs) with no mics on. Next time, we'll just turn the mics on and just do an extra uncensored podcast. You should. So, yeah, so that's that's where we are right now, and I think we just got to figure out exactly what does it look like with him and his business partner and just making sure that everyone feels like they're being served. Because one of the things that I told you last week is that if someone were dating me in my mid twenties, when we were learning how to do morning radio and we were working literally nonstop and someone said to me, Hey, I really love you. Like make space for me. I'd have been like, Bitch, you better just be along for the ride because this is what I've been working at my entire life. I know. And I even remember, and this is my fault, and I will, I would even tell this to him, and I think he knows it, but my ex-husband, I mean, I made him bend around my career. Right. And he, I even went into it, tell, I like, before we even started dating, I was like, just so you know, I'm going to have to move. <laughs> so, I mean, we can do this. This is going to be fun for a little bit, but I'm going to move. Right. And he was like, well, I'll come. I was like, mm. 
You say that now. <laughs> but then I made him move. And then I made him move again. And then I made him move again. So, I mean, I, right. I was very selfish career-wise because we had, like, that was our goal. And we're mm. still very focused and driven career-wise. But we, have, we, you and I, are finally in a place where we're a little bit more stable. Right. And we're not fighting up the ladder mm-hmm. and, like, scrapping with people. Mm-hmm. We have earned a little bit of stability. Exactly. I mean, knock on wood. I know. Girl, anything could change. Do that. <laughs> Let's not get too ahead of ourselves, okay? Car in front of the horse. Damn. Anyway. Wow. So there we go. Another podcast. I feel like we learned something today. We did. I did. I did. I did. Same. That's so fascinating. Um, I kind of want to talk about this with Dimples later. I know he's going to listen to the podcast because he does, which was... <sighs> I just love it. Like he was like talking about something on the air the other day, and I was like, "Did I?" We said this on the air. He's like, "I know." I'm like, "Do you, did you hear it?" He's like, "I listen every day." Okay. He's like, "What? The, what do you think I do?" No, it's just so fantastic. He's it's, such a supporter. It's nice when your life just starts to come together like that, and you can feel all the pieces sort of fall into place. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for uh, hanging out and checking out the Uncensored Podcast. Do me a favor. Do us a favor. Tell someone that you know likes podcasts about our podcast. Yeah, spread the word. I gave a speech yesterday, and I got mentioned earlier, at Franklin Templeton here in uh, St. Petersburg. And uh, one of the ladies came up to me afterwards, and she goes, so I'm going to be honest. I'm 20, 22, 23. I don't listen to the radio. I listen to podcasts. And I sort of pick podcasts. She goes, I'll listen to this morning show type like podcast in the morning. And in the afternoon when I want to be angry, I listen to political stuff. And I said, well, we have an uncensored podcast. Listen to us. She goes, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And so because she sort of liked what the, you know, my message about my life and what I had to say. So tell someone that, you know, doesn't listen to the radio. Hey, check them out Monday through Friday on Hot 101.5. Or download the Uncensored Podcast. You get a lot more of us and a lot more swearing, which I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. Sorry. (laughs) Holly said, fuck you. Fuck off. (laughs) Shit. Okay. All right. So you can find the Uncensored Podcast at hot1015tampabay.com. You can also download the Hot 101.5 app and you can listen there or... Just go on iTunes, type in Miguel and Holly Uncensored. You can find us there. Just make sure to please rate and leave us a little review. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Oh, wait. Button. Gosh, damn it. Button. It's been a minute. Button. It's been a minute. Button. And here we go. Want more Miguel and Holly? Listen to past episodes of Miguel and Holly Uncensored at Hot1015TampaBay.com, the Hot1015 app, or on iTunes.